Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. All right, you're back in the DFSR. It's an NBA podcast for Thursday, February 14th. Love is in the air. I'm Doug Norrie, and that is... James Davis. Oh, it's, val- it's a Valentine's Day special podcast as we lead into the, all- into the All-Star break. Is there any better way to lead into the All-Star break than just like a manufactured holiday where you need to frantically worry if your wife... Is your wife in the... Val- I mean, I know... I've known Taylor forever, but like I can't... I'm trying to figure out if she cares at all about Valentine's Day on like a 1 to 100 scale. Where does she land? Like, care at all? Uh, she got chocolates for the kids. Actually, she'll need to get chocolates for the kids on the grocery <laughs> list. That was like our big Valentine's Day thing so far. Uh, and then I bothered her while she was making eggs this morning. That was pretty much our Valentine's Day. <laughs> so. It hasn't come up at my house yet. So, I mean, we've, we're have we pretty much on the zero Valentine's Day train here. So. You're not even going to mention it, even ironically, or like nod to it. Just so, so you, like, I feel like the play is to let her know that you know it's Valentine's Day. So you didn't forget. But you're just, like, not celebrating. Now, my wife cares about a lot of stuff. Thankfully, that's, like, not one of them. There's other stuff she cares about, like, you know, keeping the lights off in the house, like, when everyone's sitting in a room and it keeps dark. Like, things like that she, like, really gets into and gets mm. worked up about. But, like, val- Not a lot of plastic coming in those. I hate the plastic. I mean, if, there was, if there was an anti <laughs> plastic holiday, uh, we would, I, I would be I would be mandated to go out and get something, like, wooden. You know, yeah, like, but you would be celebrating it with a mahogany doll and... Uh... Like, a, like a wooden hula hoop instead of, like, the wooden hula hoops that we have around our house that are not, that are not plastic, but they're wooden. They're the worst hula hoops you could ever imagine. I, should, I, I, I'm not, I didn't know about that. That's you, you know what's going to happen here? Yeah, I'm not going to get in trouble for no Valentine's Day, but she's going to overhear me saying this. Or like She's probably like in the next room. She's going to hear me. This is actually the thing I'm going to end up getting in trouble. So even when you can't, even when I'm not going to get in trouble for one thing, I'm going to get in trouble for that. All right, whatever. The third, you, got, you got stone laptop keys that you work on and stuff like that. Oh, I get the no plastic. Thing. Okay, whatever. Thursday basketball, we have three games sleep leading into the All-Star break where we're going to get about five days off, which would be nice. A little step away from basketball. Like I said, I'm yesterday's podcast that's around the time that i start uh on sunday like start frantically worrying about nhl for like three like a 72 hour stretch and then kind of forget about it afterwards uh, that's sure. that's kind of what my yearly all-star break all-star break tradition is also coming off in a pretty excellent night for our systems purposes um nearly took yeah. nearly took every site yeah near one every site cash games nearly took down one of the fan single entry like the five dollar single entry i came in like 10th or something like that out of like three thousand people so um you know i don't really do a ton of gpps at this point in the, the life cycle of our business there's just too many things to manage leading into lineup lock usually between twitch streams and projections and all this stuff but able to get to, into some single entries and had a nice little profit night. So uh, looking to keep it going uh, in terms of tonight's slate and dfsr.com slash NBA will get you a free trial to that. All right, let's talk about this. these three games. A lot of bad teams playing, uh, which is <laughs> always fun. I don't know. I'm not sure like the NBA schedulers thought it was going to work out quite like this when they made the schedule with New York and Atlanta and Charlotte. And I guess Charlotte's going to make the playoffs. Orlando, the Pelicans were just a total mess, but we'll go game by game and kind of break this down. Charlotte goes and plays Orlando. Not a ton of injury news to speak of here. Bismack Biombo's out. I'm not sure how much that moves the needle. Although sometimes on smaller slates, 
the uh, yeah, every minute every minute counts. My kids like minute to win it now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like Hernan Gomez didn't play at all last game. Um, Biombo played eleven minutes. We have seen the Horn- yeah, I gave I gave Hernan Gomez's Biombo's twelve minutes, so you can enjoy. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting about the the Hornets at least is that. This is a team, not always. Like, we'll see the Batum minutes come and go. Marvin Williams is a guy that can be good for 25 minutes and then go up yeah. to 33. Lamb is kind of the same way. But then you look at last game against the Pacers. They lost. But Lamb played 38. Walker played 39. Zeller, 35. I mean, where did you end up landing on minutes audits for the Hornets guys? Because it's a ton of minutes. They want to make the playoffs. And on a small slate, is this a team that we can be over-aggressive on the starters based on, like, short-term sample? I think you can. I don't know if it makes Kemba a play anyway in the mid tens on yeah. FanDuel. Like that's a an embarrassingly high price. Even he, like, he, he just feels embarrassing that price by his name. I think on DraftKings at ninety two hundred, it's a lot more affordable. Um, I do really like Lamb and Zeller tonight on both sites, just because you like to see the recent uptick in minutes. It's obviously a, a fair matchup with Orlando. Uh, you know, they're both these teams are just kind of middle of the road. It's essentially a pick 'em right now, so. I, uh, I think you can play those three guys. I think Zeller in particular, like when you start to click around and see who your center options are tonight on the various sites, there's just no floor to be had across these guys. Yeah. And I think Zeller probably comes the closest to representing that. So, yeah, that, that's where my, my heart would go at center. Right I can now. already tell one thing that's sort of happening in our system. And this is early. This is 1045 Eastern uh, mm-hmm. day of. So well, day of. Jesus, I don't even know why I said that. Uh, the, <laughs> so like reporting like it's some kind of movie or something like that. Um, the... <laughs> At 1045. A long anticipated event. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, right. The, like, the president's going to. The, the Valentine's Day slate. The, the president gets assassinated seven hours from now. Like, it's like the show 24. Like, I'm leading into that. But the uh, one thing I can tell that's happening early, though, is it's going already stars and scrubs approach to the point where some guys that are being recommended are yeah. are, are just already bench guys. Zeller at 4,800, though, on DraftKings is almost definitely going to be a chalk play, I would suspect, suspect just because. Yeah, I just even bumped him up a little bit further to make that so if he's not already. So anyway, there are guys like Lamb, 5,700 on DraftKings, he's showing up. Uh, Batum at 4,500. Mm-hmm. Batum, he's, he's a funny one because in the pecking order of usage on this team, and this has borne itself out just in our projections going forward, like he is just the fourth guy in terms of shots basically among the starting five there's the, sure. he's just he's there there to play you know above average defense and if he gets a wide open three of which he missed all seven of last game um if he <laughs> <laughs> he's there he's there to do those things but in, but in terms of just stats you're just not this isn't like Batum of even two years ago or maybe even the last year that we're at 34 minutes you really can't count a ton on a ton from him uh just on a game-to-game basis what about the the magic side though I, I actually have a specific question about Jonathan Isaac so Jonathan Isaac at what point I think I nodded to this on our podcast yesterday and never really followed through with it. Isaac is, first of all, he's averaging three blocks a game over the last six, seven games. <laughs> um, that is seems unsustainable, and each time in chat, I've said it's unsustainable, and then he just, like, the first time I said it, he blocked five guys the next game, and then I said it was unsustainable again, and then he blocked <laughs> another three guys. Like, I, he, like the blocks seem in, totally insane, can't keep this up, and at one point, do we maybe just make a change to his projection? And then also... His usage actually ticked up in the short term as well. Like, where do you stand on a guy like him? Because I feel like in the old, should we change base projections on guys? He was the guy I asked you about yesterday, and then never followed up. Do you have a Do you have a feeling about if something has maybe fundamentally changed in the way just the Magic are using him in the short term? Yeah, I think that's probably accurate, and I think Isaac is a good player. Actually, I think he's a solid defender. They're really come to count on him for those high twenties, low thirties minutes, and it's just really a question of price for me at this point. Because the thing is. 
even if the blocks are legit, you're kind of paying for them now, right? right. Like the, in the last, even over this crazy block stretch, he's barely average paying value. So if you think his true talent is, you know, three plus blocks per game or 2.9 blocks per game or whatever it's been, then I think you still have a question on your hands as to whether he's a $6,800 player. So on a three game slate, sometimes that doesn't always matter. I do think the minutes are secure and you like just across the board contributors in general, uh, especially at small forward where guys can tend to be somewhat one stat dependent. So yeah, Isaac playable, but just know that you're paying a premium and probably what will wind up, unless he gets a big uptick in minutes somehow, probably what will wind up being his season high price. Yeah. So, and you know, it's funny about him too, because like, well, we were a little bit low, I think. So I landed on blocks unsustainable, but we were probably low on his usage. Like I don't, I, don't, I think that, I think the, the recent uptick in shots to like 11, 12 shots a game, something like that, 11.3 shots over the last mm-hmm. six. I think that is probably going to sort of hang around and I don't think the blocks will. So I think that the truth ends up lying somewhere in the middle on what his finish projection is. I did bump his usage up just a little bit because I think there has been more, it seems like in the short term, there has been more of an impetus to get him to get him just more shots just in general in the offense. What about guys like Vooch, uh, Aaron Gordon, I'm, I'm specifically on FanDuel where you're always struggling to find two power forwards. Any of these guys, um, have any, you have any interest in any of these guys? Yeah, I think Vooch, again, just because center is so thin, I think you can wind up thinking about it. And by and large, though, our system is just pretty unimpressed with the Orlando guys across the board. I guess the real question is like if you, if you think Vooch is going to play 54 minutes or something I think he becomes playable but 54 where, minutes so they go into like quadruple 34 minutes 34 <laughs> you said 54 minutes. I just want to make quadruple overtime per- <laughs> or something like that go ahead keep going I'm just messing with you tell me when you're done okay you're done now <laughs> great so <laughs> so uh you threw me off because I said the wrong number uh, anyway, all I was saying was our, our system doesn't really like any of these Orlando guys in general. Charlotte kind of an across-the-board average matchup. So, uh, you know, again, three-game slate, a game that rates to be close. I, I don't think you're going to kill yourself with the guys like Gordon and Vooch who play consistent minutes. But especially for Vooch, like that big price tag at a position that does have some relatively reliable guys at a cheaper price point, I would be somewhat surprised if he winds up being in our lineups unless some significant value opens up elsewhere. Okay, the Knicks, uh, the Knicks and Hawks play tonight. Um, yeah, uh, the, the <laughs> Knicks last year and even early this year were the team, you know, we were going to like the team who must not be named in terms of like trying to project their minutes. Last night they played the Sixers. They get completely dumpster. They're losing just in, they're going to, they're, they're losing in ways that are just going to probably just land them with the, at least the best odds for the overall pick. Here are the starters minutes for who they started last night. Vonley starts 18 minutes. Hazonia starts six minutes. Okay. Uh, that's normal. Not hurt by the way, just six minutes. Uh, Kevin Knox, 19, DeAndre Jordan, 20, Dennis Smith Jr., 25. And then Cornette came and played a lot off the bench. They were kind of getting blown out, but not to the point where you would just, you know, they lost by 15 and it was much closer going into the fourth quarter. Like they were, they, they, mm. the Sixers made up six more points in the fourth quarter. So going into the fourth quarter, they were only down nine. And then we just see the Trier and Dotson play 27 and 31 minutes. By the way, if you're Isaiah Hicks or John Jenkins, like you just can't even get on the, you can't get on the floor with, with this team. But what do you, what do we do? <laughs> are the Knicks just dead to us now? Like I, there's a short slate. The Hawks are the perfect matchup. Like I, I, Mitchell Robinson played 28 minutes. If he plays 22 minutes, you might have to consider playing him in cash. He had a 14, 13, line last night with four blocks and two steals what do we do with the Knicks here this seems like it's gonna be a long rest of the season with these losers it does I mean it kind of looked to me last night like it was a planned approach like they weren't they were assuming they were gonna get blown out and kind of like made the plan <laughs> on how many minutes everyone's gonna premeditatedly just made started. sure the starters didn't play. I swear to god I like like because you're sitting there and you're like Knicks are kind of in this one and then the coach is just so used to getting blown out he's like 
Ah, it's 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Okay, bring out the bad, good players. <laughs> Put in the bad players. Like, it's over. And everyone's like, hey, coach, enough for nothing. We're only down like seven right now. I kind of think we can kind of maybe have a chance here. Just, we're kind of having fun. We're playing with these guys. No, but I, th- I think the plan, I think last night was the aberration. I think, again, it's a two-part question for someone like Dennis Smith Jr. Because you can think that he's going to play 34 minutes and he just might not be a $7,800 player even in a great matchup with the Hawks so I think if you're kind of like prioritizing Knicks and ranking them uh, for me uh, Kevin Knox I think is still the safest guy I get that he didn't play much last night it was a back-to-back I still think the plan is to play him 35 to 40 minutes tonight and if he's starting man I'd have a hard time I'd have a hard time reading too much into it I guess is my my general point and again it's just such a short slate like you wouldn't want to like you could just utterly avoid this on a bigger slate. It's a three-game slate, and one of the Knicks are facing the team that's been the best DFS matchup for any team yep. all season. Well, that's long, the only right? reason like, we're even talking about it because if it, of course, of course, it, and it's, again, it's a three-game slate. Like, just tell me who you're going to play from only the other two games if you don't want to play any Knicks or Hawks. Like, Kadeem Allen. Oh, he's the other one. Kadeem Allen. I, I think the plan for him, it's just four thousand, is to uh, is to continue to play him. He got a bump down last night, but I think he'll be out there for like. 24 to 35 minutes something like that 24 to 32 minutes and i think he's shown that he's efficient enough at scoring and getting chipping in steals here and there that he's playable tonight too yeah i think that i'm just like you know vonley even if he starts he can't really give him more than like 22 minutes hozoni really can't even if he starts he can't no. give him more than 15 minutes i'm with I'm, 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 I, this guy played six minutes he started he, and then got started yeah. over dotson came and started the second half we'll see if they stick with that going forward like if dotson just moves into the starting lineup tonight who knows again I'm not sure it completely matters. At 4,100, Mitchell Robinson on DraftKings is someone I would just take the risk on. I think that, like, the, and Cantor hadn't really been playing anyway, but now that Cantor's gone, he just is firmly yeah. the backup center. He is a guy that they seem like they'd want to see what they have in him. Uh, so I think, and, and the fact that he just, in 22 minutes, can basically hit value or, or well exceed it, um, I don't think you get killed on his on his $4,100 price. Fando's a little closer where he's in the 5,000s, and now you're... With one center at fifty four hundred, you are probably taking on some outsized risk. And again, this, but again, this is Atlanta. This, this is the team that if you this this is why it's, from a GPP perspective, this is the team that you really want to just take. You want to like maybe try overpaying on guys like Smith and Jordan in some spots in GPPs. I think you want to overpay a little bit in GPPs on Mitchell Robinson or Kadeem Allen just because the matchup is so great. And when it comes to cash, <laughs> this is going to be a fun one going in, leading into lineup block. What about Atlanta? Trey Young coming off. I mean, from a statistical standpoint, and maybe just even from a narrative standpoint, the best game of his career so far. He beats the Lakers at home. He played uh, 38 minutes, a million minutes. They had no backup point guard because of Jeremy Lin. I think they're getting Jalen Adams back tonight, so I'm not sure if 38 minutes is where we land on Trey Young. And they just had like no problem trying to win that game against the Lakers, and they played him a ton, and that was and he you know took 16, 19 shots and was awesome. Do we? Do you think people go back to the well on Trey Young? Like, how aggressive do we want to be on his minutes? They had not been there in the short term, but then he just kind of blew it out of the box last game. Yeah, I felt like I was pretty aggressive on his minutes, actually. I gave him 35 going into tonight's slate, which would represent his highest minute total since February 1st. And again, the uh, extenuating circumstance of really having no backup in that Lakers game, I thought was enough to suggest that you just probably can't forecast him as being a 38-minute player going forward. The other piece on that one is that the Hawks, you know, we have multiple years now of seeing that the Hawks are just not one of those teams, mm-hmm. like the Timberwolves, let's say, uh, that want to run their guys for 35-plus minutes in general. So I, th- I felt like the 35 was sort of the high end. Obviously, there's slight room for upside after that. And I'm still just asking, sitting here asking myself, I, I know rookies can improve, and he certainly appears to be doing just that. He's taking on a bigger role in the offense. 
but this guy who's averaged 31 fantasy points this season, right. you know, like I get that things can change. And, you know, a lot of that's because the Hawks have been blown out so many times and so on and so forth. I just don't know if he's an $8,400 player. It's possible. Again, you're going to compare him to the other options you have available, but I certainly wouldn't want to middle out on a guy like Trey Young and, and not play someone like Russell Westbrook, you know, because I, I really think Young is another guy who, man, it's really hard for me to believe we're not the high end of his price point too. Yeah, uh, he was like an 86% cash game start last game. Again, there was the part with Nolan. They are getting Jalen Adams back, and they've already said he's right. going to be the backup point guard. So they've already made, they two days ago came out with that news. Uh, so uh, just the fact that there is going to be another backup point guard, I kind of sp- overly speculated on the Baysmore, sort of DeAndre, uh, the Bembry kind of minutes in terms of who's going to run backup point guard. It was mostly Bembry that ran backup point guard last game, not Baysmore, which I, right. was, I was just incorrect about that. So I'll take the L on trying to forecast those minutes. But um. I, but it seems like that's going to be Adams going forward. Any of these other guys, like Deadman, I mean, Alex Len did. These guys were just absolute foul machines last game, too. They just fouled. There was like something like 50-something fouls, maybe even more in this game. It was a brutal, brutal mm-hmm. one to watch against the Lakers. Any, any other these uh, Laker guys, or excuse me, Lakers, that's who they played. Any of these other Hawkeyes stand out to you? Uh, Deadman's the only one that I could see even having a chance. And I, I think given how similar his price point is to Zeller, it's kind of hard to believe that that's where things will wind up eventually. So uh, Deadman, interesting big tournament play, though, especially if you think that there are scenarios where, because he, he is pretty efficient on a points per minute basis. If you think that he can kind of hold on and stay out on the court for 30 minutes, uh, luckily or whatever, then I think he's a playable guy. But nah, nothing super exciting. All right, final. Oh, John Collins. He's, a, he's another one. Bad position, uh, reasonable play as well. Yeah, the, and the, with Collins, the. Um... The rebounds have really dipped off in the short term to a point where I'm actually wondering yeah. if they're going to come back. I, that, again, I hate to make over judgments about things that have happened in the short term, but he has really taken a dip down in rebounds over the last, like, I don't know, six or seven games. All right, final game, OKC, New Orleans. OKC, three and a half point road favorites against a New Orleans team that is just kind of playing Anthony Davis the minutes <laughs> to some degree. I, where do you, let's start, but let's start with the Thunder. Do you think it's just play Westbrook and Paul George and call it a day in cash? Like, is that just, does that just give you the highest opportunity, just opportunity floor? Or do you think they'll just be end up being coming the chalk play? So it's like not even worth fading these guys. They even like, I mean, George has played forty three and forty one minutes combined the last or each of the last two games, uh, forty seven and forty five, and actually probably at this point, probably starting to stick his name into the is he like in the MVP discussion? Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I think it's probably still Harden and Giannis over him, but George has been so good that. I think it's going to become a close. Anyway, long story short, where do you stand on Westbrook and George in terms of cash game ownership tonight? I think they'll be hugely owned. It's really, I mean, our system, I, I tried to be somewhat conservative in projecting their minutes last night and just to see what would happen. And they're still showing up in all of our lineups. Right. So I think our system is seeing it as sort of a foregone conclusion. I'll also point out just strategically on a site like FanDuel tonight that gives you the drop your lowest player. Tonight's tonight's where it's going to be crucial to do that. Like you just don't have a lot of the low end punts that actually have reasonably high floors like you might have last night or or just on bigger slates in general so on this tiny three game slate i think our lineups we're gonna have a huge disparity between the lock of bum lineups and the uh just legitimate you know try to make all guys that are actually going to play lineups and i think in those lineups especially george and westbrook will be heavily favored to show up yeah, so. yeah no totally agree you just need you need to drop these guys and i think that's that's their case i think what you were saying too about like not going middling out and like taking Trey Young and some other Dennis Smith Jr., right? Like not go, do not go that route. I don't I don't yeah. think. I like Dennis Smith makes it a little easier cuz you you're worried about the minutes. But um yeah, yeah, just in terms of just making sure you just get rid of that lowest score and there's plenty of ways to do it. Like all, basically the Knicks are the ones the, the, the Knicks are the way you just 
get rid of a lowest score guy. Like you just play Kadeem Allen, you play Damian Dotson if he starts, or uh, right. I can't even do it with Vonley, I guess. But um, and Mitchell Robinson's probably a little too expensive. Uh, the Jeremy Grant is still out. Patrick Patterson drew the start last game was terrible. Didn't play a ton of minutes. Missed all missed all of his three point attempts. I'm not. I guess, my guess is they stick with that and they they played Deontay Burton a lot off the bench. Is there anything else to like? even look at with the Pelicans or is just so much it's just so concentrated around Westbrook and George that it's like not even, just play those two guys and just you're not I don't even know if there's you have tons of upside on the other guys at this point well you said the Pelicans are you asking about the other sorry I, I was think I was thinking ahead to the Pelicans and I meant to say Thunder yeah I'm, I'm talking the rest of the Thunder guys no yeah I think there's heavy, heavy consolidation right now I guess Adams theoretically a consideration probably a good big tournament target because the minutes should still be there but He's just been totally absent from the offense in the last three games. You guys scored 26 total points across those contests. And even the rebounds last game, he only had the one uh, looking kind of checked out against Portland. So, yeah, I'd prefer not to play any of these other games. It's crazy, man. The statistical season these two guys are having, George and Westbrook are having. Westbrook, I looked it up yesterday, yeah. is the most consistent from a game-to-game uh, coefficient of variation standpoint. He has been the most consistent guy in the NBA among, like, the top 15 scorers, right? Like, in church, every single night, if he's just going to – if you're looking, and I only say that because in terms of cash games, if you're just looking to remove some variance, like look at, for instance, like a guy like Carl Anthony Towns is the most volatile among that group. But it makes sense. That just passes the eye test too, right? Like this guy can just right. just dumpster you on a $10,000 price because he just decides not to rebound one game or just like gets in foul trouble or something like that. That's just not the case with Westbrook. All right, final thoughts on the Pelicans. You looked at this team. Uh, they are, seem to me like they're just kind of a mess in terms of like what they're doing with Anthony Davis. Played 24 minutes. They got crushed yeah. by Orlando last game. Can you try three points, six rebounds? <laughs> Man, Anthony Davis. I, three points and six rebounds for this guy. I just, it's sad almost. I don't even know another way to put it. I, I, I guess I just feel sad when I look at this team. You, final thoughts. Give me your thoughts on what, what, if anything, to be done with the Pelicans. A full-on mess. Yeah. I think that's the only way you can possibly put it. OKC, one of the worst DFS matchups possible as well. Great defense. Um, this game does have a pretty high... It's kind of funny. I guess we haven't even talked about the spread and the total in this game. Highest total, tightest spread on the slate. I want... And I, but that line... Well, I should say it opened that way. And then that line got bet really heavily towards OKC. So I think the Sharps out there were seeing what I was seeing when I first saw it. It opened at like minus three or minus three and a half. just seems kind of nuts to me. The Pelicans just don't seem to know their head from a hole in the ground right now. Well, uh, the, the, problem is they don't, some... the problem is they don't know what to do because they, they, from an organizational standpoint, they, they really do need to just kind of lose, right? And they just help, happen to have sure. a top five or higher maybe top three basketball player in, in the whole league. And so what do you do when you have this guy? Like um, now if he scores three points and six rebounds each game, then you're not too worried about winning games. Right. But like, that's just not going to be the case for Davis. That they're in an impossible situation. I feel bad for them. It's going to make a, a sad kind of sad tableau for the rest of the season. I think with this team, because I think so too, but you also, have, you don't want him to get hurt, but you also don't want him to just like look totally lost and kind of hurt his trade value. Not that it should really, but that's a good yeah, point. Like, um, if he just like if he's just bad, if he just looks like a bad teammate for the rest. Of, he's he's never been reported as that, so I, I don't think that's probably too much of a worry. Like, he's always been. People just love him, so I think that I, it's pretty hard to yeah. really totally kill that value. But who the hell knows for the rest of the season? All right, Valentine's Day, buddy. We got to get out of here. DFSR.com/slash/NBA. <laughs> we'll get you started on a free trial to our projection system powered by our good friends over at Lineup Lab. Optimal lineups for FanDuel and DraftKings, NBA, NHL as well, which you're going to want to get going here starting Friday when there's no more NBA for a week. Uh, uh, Player Lab, free members only, excuse me, a members only chat where people are discussing sports every single night. So go check that out, dfsr.com slash NBA. Buddy, enjoy your day of love. I love you. Whoa.
Hi folks, Dirk Bentley here. Being on the go is a big part of my life. I love seeing new places, meeting new people, and performing all over the world. For energy on the go, for me, it's five-hour energy. It works fast, works long, and it tastes good. With zero sugar and four calories. Try it. It could work for your on-the-go life, too. Five-hour energy. Energy on the go. Get five-hour energy at your local Casey's. Fall is finally here, and so is Old Navy's big fall sale. Get thousands of styles from just five bucks. All your fall favorites are on sale now. Layer up with $5 tees and $10 long sleeve tees for the whole family, and stock up on sweaters and dresses for just $15. Plus, save even more with up to 75% off clearance styles. Don't miss out. Hurry in for thousands of styles from just five bucks now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1015 to 1025, select styles only. 